with the hypnotherapy, it's like empowering yourself to tap into your worthiness and your essence as a woman. And so I really love this and empowering women because fuck, I have struggled so much. I will tell you, women, ladies, there is hope. There is hope. Yes. Hey, midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. You know, Shelby, we've been talking for some time about those moments in our lives that have become sticking points for us. And it got me thinking, what if there was a way that we could let go of those moments and reset our thinking so we can move beyond our own sticking points. I love, I love that idea. And you know, our guest today, Carolina Suero, actually helps us to harness the power of hypnotherapy to do just that. Mm. And you know, this tool is so powerful and Carolina helps us and others reconnect to the resources already within them to dive deep into our subconscious mind and rewire our negative thoughts. She is remarkable and she specializes in working with individuals who are struggling to resolve issues with abandonment, stress and anxiety, worry, overwhelm relationships, self-doubt, lack of confidence, limiting beliefs, and self-sabotaging behaviors, or just feeling stuck and trapped. Just like us, man. Just like us, man. Just like us, baby. In our episode today, Carolina explains the subconscious mind and how we can use it to our advantage. And she takes us through the process of hypnotherapy and how it is a great tool for illuminating, accessing, and connecting, again, with the resources already within us. And that's the piece that I loved the most, Mm -hmm. was that we already possess these resources and tools inside of us, and she'll help us to expand our personal growth, healing, and transformation. And, you know, Trinity and I went through this process. It's safe. It's natural. And honest to God, it's efficient and effective with like a side of relaxation. I think she said at one point in the podcast, you were in bed while you went through the process. (laughs) (laughs) I was laying in bed and I was like, she kept like, are you asleep? Uh, you said you, said you had to count funny. backward twice yeah. to come out. She counted yeah. me out twice and she was like, well, you look too comfortable. <laughs> <What a> relaxation. <laughs> exactly. You know, but I felt really safe in her hands because Carolina is a certified clinical hypnotherapist and she's so passionate about helping empower and inspire others to live an amazing life. She works with her clients to help them align their minds for success to own their inner light, and then to step into their best selves. And she does this by helping them clear away the subconscious limiting beliefs 
holding them back from achieving their ultimate vision of personal and professional success. So raise your hand. Any limiting beliefs out there? (laughs) Right. Right. Scrubbing them away is critical. So today we're going to share our personal experiences of how Carolina helped both Shelby and I resolve our own subconscious narratives to move beyond the traumas, move beyond the sticking points and start stepping into a life fulfilled. Mm, I love that so much. And honestly, I've really experienced the benefits from it. I was talking through it with my therapist today. Like I have been able to let go of some of the negativity and trauma that I've been experiencing recently. And if you are loving this podcast and reaping the benefits of some of these conversations, please go find us on Facebook and join our Facebook group or give us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Our goal is that we want to connect women everywhere because there is power in having a community of like-minded women striving to be their best selves, sharing these stories, sharing these best practices, and helping one another to achieve more. With Carolina's help, we can do so much. And we are now going to welcome to our show, our guest, Carolina Suero. Thank you so much for being here today, Carolina. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're so glad you're here. We are so glad you're here. And I have to let our listener know that we've met you before because you are a hypnotherapist mm. and took us through one of your sessions is a hypnotherapist and we got hypnotized. We got hypnotized (laughs) y'all. I would love to really dig in deep and help our listener out there understand really what is hypnotherapy and how does it work exactly? Awesome. Well, to Trinity, we actually go through hypnosis at least twice a day. In order yes, to get you've to told sleep. me that. And I've been conscious of this since yeah. you've mentioned that. Explain that. I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, me too. When I first learned it. And while we're waking up, we're going through a state of trance or hypnosis. And so for everybody listening, trance and hypnosis, I use them interchangeably. But our minds are made up of our subconscious mind. And then I like to call it the bouncer dude and <laughs> our conscious mind. Um, but really the bouncer dude is, is a critical filter that kind of protects the subconscious mind, right? So when we're born, we're born with, you know, our primal instincts, fight or flight, freeze mode, and we're only born with two fears. And those fears are fear of falling and fear of loud noises. Mm-mm-mm. And all of our other fears are learned. That's and some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my mind was like fucking mind blown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, so you're saying that my fear of public speaking, <laughs> right. <my> fear of <laughs> um, dancing solo is all right. made up right? Um, and learned by something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anything that we can learn, we can unlearn or replace it with a new learning. Right. Now that I so do love that yeah. I find really, really empowering. And then there comes the lower subconscious part, which is where our unconditional love is, Mm. our self-esteem, our connection to spirit or inner vision, whatever resonates with you. And 
as we go through life and our experiences, we start to build a wall blocking us from that. We, Mm -hmm. we go through learning what conditional love is. So if you get good grades, mommy or daddy, I'll love you better. Mm -hmm. I'll love you more. If you're, if you, um, the self-esteem, you know, why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister Mm. or your cousin and whatnot? Mm. And then the inner vision, oh, you're crazy for thinking that, you know, Mm -hmm. you have that gut feeling. Oh no, you're crazy. You're just making that up. Mm. And so we start blocking these, these things, blocking off to these things. And so then that's how we start showing up in life. You know, our personality, our attitudes, our values, our beliefs, that's what we start creating. So the layers, these, yeah, the layers. Mm-hmm. And so you have positive knowns, negative knowns. Now, whether those positive or negative knowns are good or bad for you, the subconscious has no idea. Subconscious ah. doesn't know truth from false right or wrong. So as we're developing from the time that we're born to the age about eight, we're taking in everything as absolute truth. So you could mm-hmm. tell the, the, the subconscious mind two plus two is five and it's going to go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to say, this is a cup and it'll go, okay, right. but we all know it's an iPhone. Um, and so we go through life, you know, growing up and, and believing these things and our subconscious is being imprinted with all of these things. And so while I might have a positive association with a dog growing up, my sister might have a negative association with a dog. So it is two different things. So the negative and the positives aren't necessarily good or bad for us. It's just things that we go through life learning. Mm -hmm. And about the age between nine and 10, we start developing the critical filter, which is I like to say it protects the subconscious mind and all of the knowns that we've grown accustomed to knowing our our learned emotions or learned fears, our attitudes, our beliefs, our values. And we become on autopilot and Mm. the primal mind is our survival instincts. It handles our, our breathing, our digestive system, our, our heart beating. You don't purposely tell your heart to start beating faster when you get scared, right? Right, You don't tell your digestive system to, okay, now I'm ready for you to start digesting. And now I want you to stop. I'm ready to go to sleep. It just, Mm -hmm. it just automatically happens. And so going back up to the critical mind, it's just like a known barrier. And I like to call it the bouncer dude because it, it protects the subconscious mind. I will share the diagram with you guys so that you can share. Yeah, that would be great. uh, Thank you. Along. Cause I'm already like, I, okay, I was afraid of falling and something else. What was fear of loud noises? But I'll send it to you afterwards. But then, you know, consciously we have our logic, our reasoning, our willpower, mm-hmm. our voice, mm-hmm. and that only makes up about ten percent consciously, and our subconscious wow. makes up about ninety percent. So consciously, you want to stop eating ice cream because it's going to your love handles, but subconsciously, no ice cream makes us feel good because Mm -hmm. mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, my aunt, uncle would Mm. give it to me, whether, you know, I was crying to make me feel better or when I got Mm. good grades or if it was my birthday or for whatever reason, it was a, to make me feel good. Yeah. And, and, and a soother. Right. And so consciously we go to eat ice cream because oh, I'm stressed. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to reduce Mm. my stress. Right. Yeah. And it tastes so yummy. One of my phrases used to be ice cream makes everything better. 
which it Mm -hmm. does, but in moderation, right? Yeah. And so, but if I consciously am eating a gallon of ice cream or a tub of ice cream every night, it's not really supporting me or my my Mm -hmm. goals. And so 10% is consciously, I want to stop eating ice cream so much or every night, but subconsciously is like 90% is like, fuck no. Yeah. (laughs) It makes us feel good. So you feel like, "Uh -uh, nope, shut up. Nope. Ice cream. (laughs) So it's like the iceberg, right? Where 10% is above the waterline. But really all of that iceberg underneath is what really is ending Mm -hmm. up kind of managing or, or pushing us towards certain decisions, the way that we feel our belief systems about ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. And we're trying Mm -hmm. to make our conscious decisions from these good places, but there's this filter that we are trying to move through, which is probably more, I don't know if you, you wouldn't say unconsciously, but subconsciously trying to move through these filters. Unconsciously, subconscious. Some people use that also interchangeably, but I just always feel like I say I'm doing it unconsciously. That means I've passed out after a bottle of bourbon trying to make (laughs) these. So it feels weird. Yeah, I, I, I get you there. So, but really the, the critical filter is like, so saying you consciously want to stop eating the ice cream. The bouncer dude goes and checks in with his subconscious mind. And so it's like, uh, no, that's nope. not familiar to us. It doesn't feel safe. So nope. She needs coffee ice cream nope. to make it through the day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it rejects it, right? Got it up. rejects that. And so when you hear, oh, I keep falling off the bandwagon. I'm trying to right. exercise mm-hmm. five times a week, but man, I just, I, I can't do it something keeps getting in my way. I just like, mm. it's self-sabotage really. Yeah. But ultimately is this, is the subconscious mind trying to keep you safe in the knowns and mm. deep down it below is that unconditional love or that self-esteem or that worthiness that we've blocked ourselves off either through learned behaviors or examples from others or things that we've experienced uh, growing up. And so with hypnosis, what we do is we bypass the bouncer dude, we distract him Mm. um, or we bypass the critical filter and we go in and we reprogram the subconscious. We, we shift things so that we will have that ice cream in moderation only in certain times, or we won't want to eat it as much, Mm -hmm. or we look forward to actually working out and, (laughs) and so it's, it's really interesting and it's not. And the other thing about hypnosis or hypnotherapy, it's not just for weight loss. It's not just for quitting smoking and the type of hypnotherapy that I practice is not what you see on stage, making you quack like a dog. Right. Like a dog. Um, I, I was a little disappointed. I was like, when do we start quacking? Well, we can do that later. Right. <laughs> if you really want to No, but oh. it's not magic. Um, you're always conscious. You're aware you're just like in a very relaxed state. And Mm -hmm. like I explained to both of you, you may feel like super light and tingly, or you might feel really heavy. I tend to feel like really heavy and sink down into like my Mm -hmm. chair um, Mm -hmm. when I go. And yes, I occasionally still go because we're constantly evolving. Right. Mm -hmm. And life happens. Shit happens. Right. Right. For sure. As you grow or as I've grown, new things come up. And I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe I need, I go in for tune-ups. I like to call them tune-ups. I love that. Mm -hmm. And so we've been operating from our subconscious mind that was imprinted or programmed from the time we were born until eight years old. Mm -hmm. And as 
women in our 40s, 50s, 60s, as we get older, that shit no longer serves us. That's right. A lot of buried shit down there. Yeah, that's right. So it's really fascinating in being able to reconnect and break down those barriers because we have everything inside of us. We were born with it. Mm, And just through life and our environments and what we pick up, we become blocked off to it. So Mm -hmm. the hypnosis, the hypnotherapy is, is really just being able to reconnect. I, I like to say that those things are locked away in like safety deposit box deep down in our subconscious mind. And with hypnosis, therapeutic hypnosis, we go in there and we unlock them. Yes. We connect you to them. So that's pretty much it very quickly. Right. So what I hear you saying is that we get programmed from the age of zero to the age of eight. And all of this stuff gets in our brain because there is no filter at this point. There's no right and wrong. There's no critical filter. And so all of this stuff gets embedded in our brains. And then once that critical filter develops, it's almost like it locks in the stuff that already Mm. got in the brain so that the stuff that already got in the brain can't get out. It's in brain jail. I don't know. Is that the (laughs) subconscious jail? jail. It's in the mind jail. It's in the mind jail because the brain is different. Um, Okay. okay. Uh, Ah, ah, yes. Yeah. So it is stuck in there. And so my question is, once we distract the bouncer dude, which is our critical filter. You're like, hey, bouncer. Hey, boo, what's going on? Come here, honey. I'll come here. Yeah, show like, you something about down the alley over here. Nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, look at those muscles. Yeah. Um, oh. Ooh, let me touch that. That is handsome. Um, <laughs> yeah, get it, get it. Um, so we We're single, if you can't tell. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And <laughs> desperate, if that wasn't house. clear. Desperate is... <laughs> Thirsty, thirsty bitches. Right. <laughs> um, so, so we've distracted the bouncer dude and we've gotten below that critical filter. Yeah. What are you doing and saying to reprogram those old narratives? How does that part of the hypnotherapy work? If I want ice cream and I've always wanted ice cream and that is what makes me feel safe or happy or loved or wanted or needed or whatever ice cream does for me, then what am I telling my subconscious brain about ice cream once I'm in that hypnotic state? Um, we essentially replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when mm-hmm. we're trying to develop a new habit or break a bad habit or an unwanted habit, because there's really not good, bad, right or wrong, but an unwanted habit, we, we want to replace it with something better is what I like to say. Mm. So it really depends on the person and their suggestibility. So both of you, remember, I asked you a set of questions. And so one of you takes in information inferentially, the other one takes it in literally. So Shelby's the literal one. (laughs) Just thought I'd tell everyone that. I mean, I'm guessing, but I bet I'm guessing right. <laughs> can you tell? Can she tell? She can disclose, can't she? I want to know that's the kind Do of you stuff. You want to know? I have I'll yes. have to, let me look. It's so um, interesting. It is so interesting. And 
I know we're going in like a million directions because all of this stuff is so keep fascinating, up, but keep you up, did people. ask us a variety of questions. So all of these things that you do in advance of these therapy, hypnotherapy sessions inform the practice that you use in mm. the state of hypnosis. And then that then is what you use to, in a way, transform our thinking or plant a different message that is better than what was there before. So, yeah. so you, you, you asked us a series of questions and then you also had us write our handwriting that one that fascinated yeah. me as well. So tell us a little bit about that and how you use that. Then our handwriting says a lot about us, depending on some things I can tell how you write. If you write slanted, you know, if you write like this in a linear up and down throughout the way, how you write your eyes, your margins show whether you're more giving in the beginning of a relationship versus you're very protective of your boundaries. So you're not going to tell us what you saw like dead ass. These are the things I need to know. <laughs> Cause otherwise I'm sitting here now and I'm trying to analyze my handwriting and coming up with my own thing. Well, I must be giving cause look how far I went to that margin. Well, <laughs> I think we should put a sample of our handwriting into the show notes somehow, because if you see my handwriting, one of the things that K Carolina noticed about my handwriting is that I write in this teeny tiny script that is perfectly spaced, all capital letters, perfect lines, but I have big margins. Carolina, her and I could not be any more different. In <laughs> yeah, our you handwriting, guys are different. So Trinity, you're, you're more, you lean more towards the inferential. Okay. I was going to say brain fart wrong, here. Something's the wrong. inferential and Shelby, you're right in the middle. So you're, you're highly suggestible. You, ah. Yeah. You're highly suggestible. So what I mean by that is for those listening is that very highly to receptive receiving suggestions. So beautiful mm -hmm. example is right before you go to bed. Don't, mm -hmm. don't be watching shit. Don't no. be watching the news. Don't be reading bad stuff read or watch really good stuff, uplifting, write your positive affirmations, meditate. Why you do that? She's so good yeah. at that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, and the same thing goes for in the morning. That's when we're most open to suggestions. And that's why it's recommended first thing, journal, meditate, mm -hmm. um, because the bouncer dude is on break. Mm. And what huh. we first like um, look at is what you're taking in. And I, I want to touch base on the trauma stuff because shit happens right in life. Mm -hmm. I've been in a couple of car accidents. So, I'm you know, sure. PTSD from brake lights and hypnotherapy has been able to help with that as well. So it, it's, it's a matter of shifting things subconsciously. And so maybe somebody didn't used to be this way. I think the three of us have had tumultuous marriages or relationships and then mm -hmm. passive abuse. And so getting passed through that and, and leaving that shit behind and not bringing mm -hmm. that into our new relationships. Mm -hmm. And if, so if they ever show up when they, right. show I mean, up. when they show up, <laughs> when they show up, because also language are our, our words, you know, instead of, I have to do the dishes. I get to do the dishes because I got to have dinner with my family tonight. I got to cook for my friends or with my friends, or mm -hmm. it's a subtle shift in language. Mm. And so working through that, there's, there's so many things that you can do 
in hypnotherapy. It's not just a guided imagery, which those are extremely powerful. Sometimes I will lead you to meet your higher self Mm. and have a moment with them, a conversation. I know it sounds crazy, but anything's possible in the imagination. Imagination to be our best friend or our worst enemy. And I want to stress with this, if you guys listening, leave with one thing, it's we always have the power of choice. Mm -hmm. Always have the power of choice. Even when we feel like we don't have a choice, we have a choice. Sometimes trauma gets imprinted. It's not necessarily just from the time that we are zero to eight. Yeah. Um, I had you know, I had a pretty decent childhood. I love my parents. I love my family, but you know, ultimately we inherit our parents stuff and from everywhere else, you know, I've had some really challenging relationships and I didn't know I was being abused Mm. (laughs) for many years. And it took me many, many years over a decade to figure that out, Mm -hmm. but getting, getting out of that and healing and recovering from that. And so I love my transformational trainings. I'm I'm in them right now. Workshops, seminars, programs, love them. Meditation, highly recommended. I'm actually my husband and I. Uh, we have a company called Be Grounded, being mindfulness and whatnot, and therapy. I've gone to therapy. I've done it all, you guys. All I've the things. The, I've been on the antidepressants. Yeah, I've been I've been on all of it, and I've tried so many things and. The way that I found hypnotherapy was through a networking meeting. I come from an accounting background. I have a bookkeeping business and I was there to continue growing my bookkeeping practice. Mm-hmm. And I met a hypnotherapist there and I was like, well, fuck it. What have I, what have I got to lose? Right. Right. And he's now my mentor. I, I love him. I adore him. I had the most profound shift in one session Wow. and through a few sessions, meditation, prayer, you know, asking the universe for direction, signs. It came to me that I was like, shit, this is a tool. It's safe. It's natural. It's drug-free. Yeah. How come, how come we don't know about this? How come more people don't know about this? So it's, it's Mm -hmm. like something I cannot not share with others. And there's a stigma around hypnosis that it's just, you know, I'm going to drop on the floor and pass out and act really funny and silly and do things right. But there's a whole other therapeutic side to Mm -hmm. it. Fears, phobias. It even helps with pre-surgical stuff. If Mm -hmm. somebody's having surgery, it helps the healing process, the recovery process. Um, And there's a lot of chatter that goes on while you're under with the medical uh, staff Mm -hmm. and you get, you can block yourself from that. And even pregnancy, giving birth and going through delivery, you can do that. Cause not everybody can, you know, take anesthesia. So there's not everybody can tolerate that pain. Oh my gosh. Where's pain? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, like nail biting, hair pulling people that are going through cancer and are like nauseated from the meds or the treatment. Hypnotherapy can be a great tool to support that with you Mm. and, you know, anxiety, and depression, it can help with that working alongside a therapist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's a great, you have a team to, to work with that. Gosh, there's so many more, but I'll keep it to like trauma, PTSD relationships. Yeah. I love working with like relationships mm-hmm. because I feel we don't have the tools to really like, how do we get through those heartbreaks? Mm-hmm. How do we get through 
setting boundaries and speaking up without sounding like a bitch or being feeling like we're too demanding mm-hmm. or what if we don't feel like we're worthy of that right and so with the hypnotherapy it's like empowering yourself to tap into your worthiness and your essence as mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. as a man too but we're we're mm-hmm. here talking with women today that's girls today um, yeah. yeah and so i really love this and empowering women cuz fuck i have struggled so much and yeah um, yeah I will tell you, women, ladies, there is hope. There is hope. Yes. Um, yes. I'll be celebrating my second wedding anniversary. Yay. Uh, Congratulations. First day coming up. And so, yeah, but it takes work. It takes. Yeah. It takes fucking work. Yeah. Well, and I heard that yeah. they're like talking about this space of trauma because I think, you know, when we talk about being women in midlife. And you're so right, Carolina. Sometimes these traumas like hold us back mm-hmm. and we have these inner narratives that are deep rooted. Maybe they do go back to our childhood that we aren't worthy and, or that we're not capable. And so these things are what hold us back. And I think we get to the space in midlife where we are tired and we've worn so many hats and done so much for other people all the time that we finally get to the place where maybe we aren't in a relationship with a significant other, or maybe our kids are off to college. And really, it's just me looking at myself in the mirror going, who the hell am I now? Do I even like you? <laughs> because I don't you know, even I recognize myself. I don't yeah. even recognize myself. And, you know, I heard that trauma and trauma does, I think, play into this. And I heard or read somewhere that there are certain synapses that happen in your brain when a, a normal, a memory is formed and those, you know, all connect and it gets filed away in your brain. Kind of like a picture, like my brain, like a Rolodex at some point. Yeah. Um, but when you have a trauma, it's like the synapses aren't happening and it leaves this gaping wound sort of almost in your brain. And so what I hear you saying too, is that hypnotherapy can get down to, you know, below that that conscious level into that deep part of your brain. And you can even maybe start to repair those wounds by using these suggestive theories and practices to kind of rewire Mm. that memory. Is that an accurate sort of picture of what's happening in hypnotherapy? 100%. I love that. You got it. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That is so powerful. It is really powerful. I would love for us to let just kind of switch gears a little bit. Yeah. And start and actually talk about our experiences. And I think it would be super interesting to hear from you, Carolina, on like, what did you see versus kind of what was our experience and kind of walk us through Mm. what, what happened so that folks can be aware of how powerful this tool really can Mm. be for you. Yeah. Well, I really am a facilitator. I'm a guide. You are really doing all of the work. Mm -hmm. You are the one that's really going there and allowing yourself to go deep. It's really just tuning into their different stages. Like your eyelids will start fluttering a certain way or they'll stop your Mm. breathing changes. And so sometimes I think it was you, Trinity, you, you had your, Oh yeah, it was you. You had your dog on the bed. Yeah. Uh, and the dog kept moving around, but 
little by little, you finally, you finally surrendered, I guess is Mm -hmm. a word I guess I'll use. And you were very, very peaceful and calm and relaxed when you came out of it. Mm. It, There was like a serenity. She counted me back twice. She was like, "Uh, I feel like we should count you back out again. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was too calm. Yeah. (laughs) Tap out of it, bitch. (laughs) That was it. That was it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so you were both ready. And that's the other thing I didn't cover is that anybody that wants to be hypnotized with the exception of somebody that has schizophrenia or has Mm. epilepsy, those two are not candidates that, that hypnotherapy will work for, but you guys were ready to do it. And so if somebody's ready to do it, by all means, you're going to go in. Yeah. And like, even when you're watching a movie, if you ever jump, get startled, laugh, cry, mm-hmm. you're in a state of hypnosis. So it's more common than we think. And that we, hmm. we know Shelby, you went pretty deep. We did a lot of work. If you're okay with me sharing, you did. Yeah, cry. please. Yeah. Um, I saw some tears, which is a beautiful release. <laughs> yeah. She's you, you had a, I feel like you had a really, really powerful release. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody knows they were both working on two completely different things. Mm-hmm. So they both each got different journeys. So I'll use an induction is what they call it. And then a deepener. So I think mm-hmm. both of you guys got stairs. You guys went down yeah. um, mm-hmm. stairs and then it's, it just really comes from where I, I, a lot of intuition, man. Yeah. I can um, see that on session one, I do go over certain things like the theory of mind, how, you know, talking about how the subconscious mm-hmm. works and, and what hypnotherapy is, what it isn't the questions that I asked to see whether you're more literal or inferential. And those, those are things that I get to do each session uh, or the first session. And then subsequent sessions are more like, okay, what are we working on this week? And the ultimate goal is to get you to that ultimate goal. Where do you see yourself? I think one of you or both of you, I had you meet your future self. And then Mm -hmm. maybe one of you, I took you back to your inner child, your younger self. Mm -hmm. And so it's really figuring out where each person is and really paying attention to the breathing. The breathing really says a lot Mm. while you're under. Mm. And I think it's such a beautiful thing because Mm -hmm. you can go anywhere. You can go to a magical place somewhere in Ireland or in the universe Whereas you can be here walking on the beach and just having a really relaxing time. But at the same time, you're hearing, maybe you're hearing a story, or I'm actually taking you on an actual guided journey where you're talking to your wise one or your higher self or your inner child. There's just, it depends on what each person is working on. Mm -hmm. And there's not one session that's alike. Right. So it's tailored to each individual. Yeah. And so some of the questions you asked in advance of that session were things like, how do you feel? How do you want to feel? Is that what I recall? What were some of the other questions that you were asking us? Basically, what do you want? Because enough with the shit that we've been dealing with, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want it to taste like, smell Mm -hmm. like, sound like, look like? Because, you know, Some people are more tangible that they need to see, feel things. Mm. Some of us are more of a knowing or 
not necessarily physical feeling. It's just like my gut, my intuition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know this. Uh, so it's, it's figuring out how you, what you see your life, like, what do you want? And, and the qualities of the person, or if I think Trinity, you wanted to work out and enjoy going to the gym and right. look forward to going to the gym <laughs> and, you know, where Shelby, you wanted to release some things yeah. and, and, and so I'll let you share what you want to share about that. Yeah, sure. But, yeah. I yeah. mean, I just wanted to release, I had some, also an experience with a former relationship that was not a healthy relationship. And what I realized in hindsight, as I emerged from that relationship, I really, when we talk about our, our trauma responses, fight, flight, or freeze, mine was flight. <laughs> I like to flee mm. the scene. I had down, run away, don't pay any attention to my thoughts, feelings, emotions, steady the course, you know, and just keep going. And what I've realized is that after being out of that relationship for seven years is that I never had dealt with the trauma that was inflicted in that relationship. And now that I'm getting into a healthier headspace and being more confident in myself and what I've started to realize is that now I have a lot of this anger that is sort of, Mm. it's, it's manifesting itself as anger because I feel angry that I allowed myself to be treated that way. I feel angry that I didn't know that I was being mistreated. I feel angry that this person treated me the way that they did when I'm supposed to be the person that they loved the most. And so I don't want to feel angry. You know, I'm always, you know, a happy, traditionally like spontaneous and fun, you know, life of the party kind of girl. And I feel like being in this negative headspace was having a, a broader impact on my overall life and who I wanted to see myself as. And I just didn't know how to let go of that anger. And so that was what I went into the session trying to release. And so it's it's really interesting because I think what I hear you saying too is that, you know, these questions that you ask us about who are we? Where do we want to be? How do we want to feel like you're using the things that we say and the way even in which we say them to inform the, the way that you rewire, you know, our brain or allow us to release. So if I tend to be that person that is taking in information in a tangible sort of literal way, then you might provide me inputs that are different than somebody that is more inferential, like Trinity, for example. And so I find that super, super interesting how all of these things really kind of come into, you know, this play together as you go through this process. And so it was really an interesting process. And I do have to say that in hindsight, I haven't felt a lot of this pent up anger I think I could probably use one or two more sessions. Let me just say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, I generally recommend at least six sessions. So yeah. um, Yeah. And why is that? Why is six sessions sort of the magic number? Because I feel that, you know, the first session we start, you condition you into the hypnosis and you get used to Mm -hmm. that. And then I think like by the third or fourth session is when like the I know it's, it's not magic, but the magical is magical. 
the magic really starts happening and you start to really see the changes taking place. And then we use the fifth and the sixth sessions to reinforce that. So mm-hmm. that's why I recommend the six sessions. But I usually check in every week, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and see how you're doing. Do you need one? You know, you may be done in three sessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, it was funny. Like, I don't feel like the things that I came in to work on were incredibly deep or life altering. And either it's because, you know, I've just been like, yeah, I'm still only afraid of falling or <laughs> because I've just don't know all the shit that's buried there. And I'm like, we're not unburying the dead bodies today, ma'am. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, mine were just more focused on like, I want to, I I'm under an extreme amount of stress right now at work, like extreme. And I'm someone that takes stress and I swallow it down like a pill and I just keep it pushing and nobody even knows, but like, I'm actually feeling stress in my body and this is a first time for me because I'm so good at swallowing it. And um, so one of the things I wanted to work on was being able to take that stress and replace it with something that was productive and felt healthy. And one of the things you asked me, Caroline, is like, what, what do you, why do you want to replace it? What do you mean? And I was like, because I know that nature abhors a vacuum. And if I just get rid of the stress, then I'm going to replace it with something evil and mm-hmm. become like a you know, only fans model or something. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Whatever happens and we don't replace it. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things I wanted to replace it with is like, what are the things that bring me joy or something healthy, like working out? And I was having, um, yesterday was a very stressful day at work. And then last night I went and I literally had the hardest workout of my life. Like I'm so sore right now. And the ladies that we talk with every week here, they know I'm not a worker outer girl. Like this is a new thing I've been doing for six months, you know? So we're not a champion in this space whatsoever. But last night I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to work out and burn all of this off. And then today was also very stressful. By the time the afternoon came, like I was lightheaded. I felt like I was going to pass out. Like, and I knew it was stress in my body. And I was talking to the coworker and I was like, huh, I wonder if I should go work out. And I was like, yeah, fucking Carolina. She does. <laughs> so there's something in there that's a brewing because mm-hmm. these are words that would never have come out of my mouth before. And then another thing that we were working on that was kind of like a, throw an afterthought, but I think it became a theme. And that was this idea of the person who will still remain unnamed to protect the innocent, although not innocent, you guilty motherfucker, um, is the person shortly after my divorce that I was in a relationship with and got very, very connected to. And then he, you know, there was a lot of liar, liar, pants on fire things that happened. And he was married and all of that. And so I think there's this piece of that that affects me today because I felt like he was my person, you know, and then obviously he wasn't because he was his wife's person. (laughs) And so, um, (laughs) so while that relationship is gone physically, there's still this, for me, this emotional connection. And I've met so many amazing and wonderful, fantastic men since then. And what do I do to each one of them, Shelby? Oh yeah. Ghost. 
I ghost the them. I ghost the them ghoster. all. It's nice meeting you. Thank She's you. She's like Demi Moore. Yes. <laughs> she ghosts everybody. <laughs> you know, and I, I, and that thing, and, and I just <laughs> really think it's related to said person who shall not be named and this attachment. Mm-hmm. So we did work on cleaving that attachment. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Here is what happened. The next day I tried to go in through my secret little side channel where I can see what's going on with this person on Instagram, you know, and I don't want to connect with them. I just like, are you still living, breathing anything in your eyes show that you're missing me through this little secret side channel that I have. I will not show you my ways. Y'all the secret side channel was shut down. There was no way. And I was like, what is this possible? Not possible because I've been doing it for years, right? Mm. And it's it's a connection of this person's that I was able to. Mm. Oh, got you. Got you. Yeah. And this person's connection was completely gone. I could not find them anywhere on Instagram. And Mm. I was like, that Carolina done hypnotized the universe. <laughs> you didn't just hypnotize me when you and it's hypnotized, y'all. I'm saying H Y P M O T hypnotize. That's what I'm saying. You heard me right. So she hypnotized the universe who went in and shut down all the action. So I don't know if he, this person found out or if something happened, but it was in mm. a 24 hour period of time. That you manifested that. I manifest, I manifested like, hello, you know, me universe, you know, by tomorrow, I'll be going through the secret (laughs) channels to try to find if this person is breathing, please don't let that happen. We are cleaving this. And it, Hmm. that's it. And, and after that, because I had to laugh so heartily, I was laughing so loud at the reality of what I knew was happening energetically, spiritually, what was being manifested. And remember one of my things was I want Mm -hmm. to be able to manifest like Harry Potter again. Yep. Um, that was it. It was broken. I was like, okay, yep. Message received. Carolina's a badass. I'm a badass. The shit is done dead and over with. So I thought that was pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hypnotizing yeah. universe. Hypnotizing. <laughs> Hypnotizing. So, no, so I, I hypnotized is, you and you unblocked yourself because yeah. you said you were man, you were a power manifester like Harry Potter. Yes. And so what I did is I opened up the pathway for you to reconnect to yourself. To yeah, step through I the did. portal. Yeah. Back to right. my Harry Potter portal. And yeah. it was funny because when we went down in the little room and I was down in the little room where I was doing all the things down in my little secret room of all the things I was bringing. Girl, I picked up a wand down in that room and was down in that room. And my mother was down in that room with me saying, girl, you've got this. This is going to be powerful. We're going to do this. And then I remember I took all the little things that I wanted to bring back with me and I put them inside of this little, um, you know, the music boxes with the ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I chose that because I never had one. Mm-hmm. I think I always wanted one as a kid, but mm-hmm. we were like so poor that we couldn't have anything fun like this. So I took all of the things and in my mind, it was like, okay, mom, you're going in the box. 
Harry Potter stick. You're going in the box. <laughs> you know, all the things. You're going in the box, put it in my pocket, and came up back up the stairs. Then I had to back down five more stairs because you're like, I need to count you back out again, ma'am, because you're still a prancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's so interesting. I was going to ask then, like, I'm seeing all these forward progress that we've made, both of us, after having gone through this experience. And so my question is, what can we do to continue that open-mindedness or how can we continue? Mm. I don't know if there's a way that we individually can access that subconscious or maybe it's in our morning meditation or evening meditation that we just sort of plant these little seeds. Tell us what you advise that we can do to carry forward kind of these new realizations. So the first homework that I tend to usually give my clients is the 21 breaths. And I got that from Mm. my mentor. So what you do is you take 21 deep breaths in and out and you count backwards, right? Until you get to zero. So this is also a way to learn to be mindful and be like present and Mm. ground yourself because you're focusing on the breaths and the number Mm -hmm. and, and bring yourself to, to your heart and really just connecting to your breath, your body, higher spirit, whatever you believe in God, the universe, and connecting to what you want Mm -hmm. and really just declare it, declare it, put it out like Trinity did. I want to manifest again. And so I also asked you both what your intention was for mm-hmm. what you wanted for that, the intention for the session. And I emphasize that, make it positive, state it in a positive manner because the subconscious doesn't hear, well, I don't want to want him anymore. Mm. So I, you know, you would rephrase it. I want to be free. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want to be lonely anymore. I want my, you would rather rephrase it as I want my partner. I envision envisioning yourself with your partner. And for those of you that are single, um, I invite you to write a list of the qualities you want in your partner Mm -hmm. Mm, and work on yourself to make sure that you can compliment them or re- and or reciprocate them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about tall, dark, and handsome with right. you know, X amount size penis. No, that's important. Um, I mean, but we could if we wanted to. <laughs> that right. is important. I just want to be super that's clear not, if we wanted to. Well, no. that's not necessarily a question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, do, it, you know, it does make a difference. Um, yeah. But really, do you want him to be loving? Do you want him to be vulnerable? Do you want him to be funny, kind, and work on yourself and Until you're there with that and put it out into the universe and then surrender because I manifested my husband. Yeah. You should tell that story if you can real quick. So after my first marriage, I was with my first partner for 13 years. And then I was single and having fun for about seven years. And I too, like Trinity, ended up being the other woman. I did not know that he was married. I've been in a relationship with a functioning alcoholic that I didn't know was a functioning alcoholic because I just got so excited. Hey, there's a guy that's interested in me. 
And I wouldn't pay attention to the values, their lifestyle, our, our values aligned, our ethics, you know, our, our dreams, our visions in alignment, because if they're not, it's not going to work really. And so my therapist, while I was going through my divorce, gave me homework once, and it was to write a list of the qualities and the characteristics I wanted in my future partner. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And seven years later, I put it, I like, I had that list for seven years. I still Mm -hmm. have it somewhere in a box. And I was on a girl's trip in 2017. I was on a girl's trip in Italy and there's this beautiful sunset. And I finally just said, you know what universe, I know I was the common denominator in attracting those people I've worked on myself and I'm still working on myself, by the way, we're never done. Um, the work in progress, girl, work in progress, 100%. (laughs) Till the day we, we, you know, cross, right. the, cross over to the other side, right. but I put it out to the universe and I said, I'm ready for him whenever you're ready to send him to me. And I surrendered. I literally said, I surrender. And when you're ready to send him to me, I'll be here. In the meantime, I'm going to continue working on myself and, and enjoying life. Right. And I shit you not, that guy showed up three weeks later. Wow. Three weeks later. And awesome. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, that's a great story. And now yeah. here we are. Happy second. anniversary. Two years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um really back to the the hypnosis thing. Count down the 21 breaths. Find, find a, a special, create a special sacred place of yours in your imagination that you can go to that you feel safe in that nobody can come in no thoughts, unless you allow them, that is your sacred place. And it can change every time that you do it. And it can change while you're there too. You might notice something you've never noticed before, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's this beautiful castle somewhere. Maybe mm-hmm. you're in out in outer space in a, on a separate on a different planet, or like I said earlier, maybe you're on the beach, whatever, whatever works for you or in a garden in the mountains, whatever. And just spend time envisioning, like, you know, I am give yourself your positive affirmations and, um, love on yourself, love on yourself. Love that. And then when you're ready, count yourself up one, two, three, four, five eyes open wide awake. And also when you feel like you're in a daydreaming or in a daze, you're probably in a state of hypnosis. So mm-hmm. oftentimes we're like when we're in a shopping mall and you know, you see all the flashing lights, the sales, the smells, and all the people talking music, and you come out with bags, you go in for one thing and you come with bags, it's because you're probably in a state of trance. An overload of message units is is what gets us in into a state of hypnosis. So Got it. count yourself out. One, two, three, four, five. Eyes open, wide uh-huh. awake. So yeah, and thank I, you. So I much. I love that, and I I love the key of loving yourself while you're there because I do believe mm-hmm. that the more that we know how to love ourselves, the more that we are able to attract people to our lives yes. who can love yeah. us the right way. Also, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Carolina, for being here today and sharing with us your wisdom about hypnotherapy. It just it was so fascinating for me to learn about more about it and more about you. So thank you for being here. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. This is fun. What an incredible experience that was. It was so cool. Like I've always wanted to go through hypnotherapy and what a great opportunity to do so. She's so (laughs) right. Oh my gosh. She is like, no, none of the quacking like a duck and clucking like a chicken, (laughs) barking like a dog and all of those things, right? That we just have held in our memory banks. Right. God only knows I make 